Verse number 13. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. The Bible tells us, <clears throat> Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. Paul says, This one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. He said, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. Verse 13 begins by saying this, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. Amen. I want to talk to us tonight from this simple subject, apprehending salvation. The uh, uh, apprehension of salvation. I knew I was saying it wrong. The apprehension of salvation. Amen. I want, I want salvation. I need salvation. Amen. I'm thankful today. Amen. That we have the opportunity to look and pursue after salvation today. Amen. Let's ask God to speak to our hearts tonight. Lord, we love you. God, I thank you for the opportunity to be in your house tonight. God, I'm asking that you would bind our hearts and minds together, Lord, as we, Lord, endeavor to dig deep into your presence. Lord, I'm asking that you would anoint these lips of clay, this mind of mine, that I could say only the things that you put on my heart to say today. Lord, I'm asking that your perfect will would be accomplished in this service tonight. We love you, Jesus, and we thank you for your grace and mercy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can be seated tonight. Amen. Praise God. I I was thinking all day today. I got a message from Brother Tony Pimpo last night saying that he had come down with the flu. He was hoping to be able to fly out this morning, but would let me know this morning. And he texted me this morning and said, I'm not coming. I'm staying home because I'm sick. And uh, so, as I told Brother Darren, Brother Mendez earlier, you're stuck with me tonight, and uh, as, I, as soon as I knew that he wasn't coming, I started asking the Lord, Lord, what would you have me to say? Amen. And lo and behold, I found an old notebook that I had put some notes in a long time ago, and I uh, don't know how long ago, but uh, I don't even remember preaching along these lines, but I do know this much. We have, uh, we have the gift of salvation. We have the opportunity uh, to be saved. Amen. One thing that I want to I want to kind of pull out tonight, I've, I've said this before, I think just in our Sunday school adult class, but that is this. Maybe I've said it during a service before, but truly the church world has really misconstrued the concept of what it means to be saved. And I'm not just talking about the salvation process, as though we all know 
that they've changed the formula for, for salvation. We know that. Amen. We, we understand as, as an apostolic church or those that study the scripture that it takes more than just acknowledging that the Lord died on the cross and believing that he did it and him becoming our personal savior. Yes, he wants to become our personal savior, but it has to go before, way beyond a profession of the mouth. Amen. But it has to, um, your faith, James said, amen, is is going to cause you to do some things. And that brings about salvation. <clears throat> Amen. And I, I, I said to our class on Sunday mornings, one I don't remember how many weeks ago, but I, I made mention, I said, you know, really, we as, as Christians, we say, hey, thank God I'm saved. But can we really say, Brother Mendez, that we're saved? Right now. Salvation implies that we're free from any attacks. We're free from, we're safe. When a, when a baseball player, he hits the ball and he takes off running. He's either out or he's safe. When he's safe, what does that mean? That means that. The first baseman can tap him all he wants with that baseball, but he's still not getting out because he's at a safe place. So when you consider that analogy, when then are we really safe? Can we really say that I'm saved here on earth? My opinion, my, my studies lead me to show that no, salvation does not take place on this earth. But salvation takes place when we hear the words, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. I want you to consider this with me just for a moment. I, I'm, I, this part right here was not in that notebook. This is just some things that were rolling through my mind and I threw in here. But I want you to also consider with me. If, then, we are not saved, then we can understand more so what the Apostle Paul was talking about on a regular basis. We have to strive daily in order to obtain salvation. Yes, you've got to have the Holy Ghost. Yes, you've got to repent of your sins. Yes, you've got to be baptized in Jesus' name. But at the moment, I'm just saying, yes, you have begun your relationship with the Lord. And you have a lifetime of work to do between now and the actual moment of salvation. Amen. I, I, I hope you're following with me tonight. I, I know I'm blowing a bunch of theories out of the water right now. But, but just consider this with me for a little while. Amen. If, 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 maybe if we used this concept brother mendez think about this then i could agree with the baptist after salvation i can't be lost think about that when i make it to heaven i've made it there 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 shouldn't hopefully sin doesn't creep into heaven once again like it did with 
with Satan. I hope to God that, that we've, we've made up in our minds that I, I don't even know if that can happen. All I'm just saying is what I, what I want to make sure is that I make it to heaven and I hear him say, Safe. Everything's all right. Amen. Thus my title tonight, The Apprehension of Salvation. I must apprehend salvation in my life. But in order to do that, there is, a, there is a ton of series of things that I need to continue to work on in my life. I've got to allow God to, God to put his hand there in my life and begin to mold me and to make me. Amen. Uh, even if you think about the potter's wheel that we, we, read, we read about in Jeremiah, and you think about it, the potter is not finished with that vessel until he has put that vessel into the fire and it comes out and it's hardened and, it's, and now it is a, a, a vessel that can be used for honor. Amen. Praise God. Salvation, I tell you today, amen, is not a one-time experience as we know it. Amen. Becoming uh, saved, as we have said so often, Amen. In our throughout our lives, if we want to use that terminology, Amen. Beginning our relationship with God is not just one time, and we're done. But no, it's a daily process. In fact, there are many today that preach that all you've got to do is accept Jesus as your personal Savior. And you shall be saved. Not only that, but you are locked in for life, honey. There's nothing you can do that will stop you from making it to heaven. We know that is a falsity. But the end, but but I'm here to preach tonight that there is a thing that we can do. There are things in our lives that we can do to ensure that we can make it to heaven and we can apprehend salvation today. Amen. Can I say it this way? Salvation must be pursued. It must be pursued. Amen. In fact, uh, Paul tells us this. Uh, amen. He, he, he writes this over and over in, in his writings uh, throughout the scriptures in the New Testament. And Paul, who wrote uh, more than half of the New Testament, stated, amen, a couple of times. Uh, amen. But specifically tonight, we read it in our text in Philippians 3 and 13. He said, brethren, I don't care how much scripture I may have, God may have used me to write. I know he, he wasn't thinking about it in that fashion, but he, he, maybe he could say this. Uh, amen, I don't care how many churches God's used me to start. I don't care how many souls that I've seen filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, I don't care how many people I baptized in the name of Jesus. Uh, he said, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. He has not yet reached salvation while he was here on this earth he continually said brethren I'm, I'm striving I'm, I'm, I'm working towards something I'm working for a prize of the high calling I know God's called me to something greater than what I can attain right here on this earth Hallelujah. He stated that he had to forget the past in this passage of scripture Amen. in, in verse number 14 and, and he said I and and as I'm forgetting the past, we can't live in the past and continue to move forward in the future. Amen. Let me tell you something. You're going to end up in a stagnant life. Amen. If all you do is constantly look back. But, honey, we've got to look forward, Paul said, pressing toward 
the mark of the high calling. Amen. He stated in another place in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 31. He said, I protest by your rejoicing which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord. He said, I die daily. Amen. Jesus also told us about this in, in Luke chapter 9 and verse 23. Amen. He said to them all, if any man will come after me, Amen. I think it's a safe place that following Jesus is, is the right way to get to heaven and to apprehend salvation. But Jesus said, if you want to come after me, you've got to deny yourself and you've got to take up your cross daily and follow me. It's not something that I do once a week or twice a week or, or every once in a while when I feel like it, but it's when I wake up in the morning. I'm picking up that old cross. It's not comfortable, but I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to press toward the mark of the high calling. Amen. In Jesus Christ. Praise God. Paul also told us time after time, amen, uh, that he would be fighting his flesh on a regular basis. Amen. There's one passage I want to take your attention to, Romans chapter number 7. And verse number 14. We're going to read down through verse 21. The Bible said, For we know that the law is spiritual. He said, But I am carnal, sold under sin. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would... That do I not, but what I hate, that do I. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Now then it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that in me, that is, in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing he goes on and he says for to will is present with me but how to perform that which is good I find not can I surmise this in, in, in a few words living for God doesn't make humanly logical sense Sometimes God asks us to do things we don't understand. Sometimes God asks us to step outside our comfort zone and do other things. Amen. Even when we don't have a reason why we should do those or not do those things. Paul said, I know what I'm supposed to do, but my mind and my flesh won't let me do them. He said, if I just leave myself to myself, I'm going to end up serving sin amen he said i know that in me nothing there is no good thing for to will is present with me but how to perform that which is good i find not he said i can see it in the scripture plain as day he said but for to put it into action into my life, uh, I'm having a hard time. He's being plain with his people. He's telling them, hey, I know the struggles that you face uh, because I wake up in the morning and I face those same struggles. Uh, and I want you to understand, uh, I understand what you're 
what you're dealing with on a regular basis. He said, but how to perform that which is good, I can't find in my own mind. I'm trying to force myself to do what's right. Amen. And when I wake up in the morning and I end up finding myself, man, I messed up again. I messed up yesterday. Amen. Thank God that his mercy is made new every morning, that I can find me a place of repentance. Amen. That's one thing that we've got to understand. Repentance is something that must be in our everyday life. Amen. We cannot go one day. You say, Pastor, I don't don't sin every day. Amen. Well, that's all right. I'm still going to ask God, please forgive me. For the sins that I know that I may have done. Maybe I didn't mess up yesterday. But God, I'm asking you, purify my heart. Because I don't know, I don't know what wicked things may have passed on into my mind. Amen. And that may come to light today. Amen. God, purge me. Make me, cleanse me, God, from all iniquity. Amen. The, the, the psalmist said, and I believe it was Psalm 50. Amen. He said, create in me a clean heart heart and renew within me a right spirit Lord amen so that I can show forth your praises afterwards he said after he finished repenting he said God I want to be able to show forth your praises in a better way I want to be able to do this in a pure heart God I want to have a clean spirit God that I can declare the goodness of the Lord amen without anything holding me back hallelujah he goes on, he said, for the good that I would, I do not, but the evil which I would not, that I do. Now if I do that, that I would not, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwells in me. He said, I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. It's the truth. How many times? When you get in an argument, you end up finding yourself saying things, man, I wish to God I would have never said. I I wish I would have just kept my mouth shut. Amen. But sometimes I wonder if God allows us to get in the heat of the moment so that he can reveal to us what's down deep inside of our hearts. So that he can let us know, hey, this is this is still there. You 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 de- you dealt with it a little bit the last time, but now it's time for you to be able to dig it out even more. I've shown it to you once again, Amen. God's not going to force you to change, Amen. But He'll show you what needs changed, and He He expects for you to follow through with the things that that need to be clean cleansed in your life, Amen. Paul also gave us some insight. We understand Paul was a man like us. Uh, another scripture I should have put in here before I move on. He talked about how that he had a thorn in the flesh. And he said, Lord, he, he told the church, he said, I, I prayed that God would deliver me from that three times. He said, but God responded. And he said, Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. You know what that tells me? There are some things in our lives that God intentionally allows to stay there because he wants us to depend on his grace. And if he removes it from our life, we may try to lean on our own understanding, as the scripture says. But there are some things that God allows to stay in our life to remind us how much we need him. 
Because he goes on to tell Paul, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Amen. I want God's strength to show through my life. I want people to see him in me. Hallelujah. Paul, not only he, he I know Paul ex expressed to us, you know, he said, I, I, I want to do the right things. He said, but in my mind, when I'm left to my own devices, I end up messing up. I ended up doing the things I didn't want to do. And, and, and I know I'm not supposed to do them, but, but I end up messing up. And, and he, he goes on and, 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 and we could continue talking about that and say, man, we could feel justified in it. But Paul didn't stay there. He didn't justify himself in his, in his wretched state. Uh, hey, man, he didn't, he didn't justify himself in his flesh uh, no but he went on later on in, in, in Galatians chapter number 5 and verse number 16 he begins to write to the church in Galatia and he said this it's actually towards the end of his letter there and he said this I say then walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh amen he just went and he told the church in Rome he said look guys I struggle with my flesh I struggle with the things I know that I shouldn't do amen but he came in to Galatians and he said this he said but this is how I learned to overcome the desires of the flesh amen he said in Galatians 5 this I say then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh and he goes goes on to explain what is the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit lusteth against the flesh. And these are contrary, the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. But if you be led of the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred and variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past. Well, well, he said, hey, I've already talked to you guys about this. Sounds like a preacher preaching the same thing over and over. You know, sometimes... You're like, man, I thought pastor preached on this a, a, a couple of weeks ago. Well, here we go again. Amen. Repetition is the best teacher is what I hear. Amen. And here Paul is going again and he's telling the church in Galatia, hey, I've told you these things already, but I want to tell you one more time. You need to walk in the spirit so that you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh because the flesh lusted after the spirit and the spirit. And the spirit lusteth after the flesh. You've got to get a hold of these things. Amen. And he goes on and he said, As I have told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the spirit is love and joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ's, have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lusts. And if we live in the Spirit, he says, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another and envying one another. If we live it, if we live in the Spirit, if we live in the Spirit, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Amen. This tells me 
that you've got to have the Spirit in order to walk in the Spirit. That I don't have time to break that down tonight, but we'll, we'll, we'll come back and touch that on another time. Amen. Praise God. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 15 through 27. The Bible tells me that we should hold fast the profession of faith without wavering. The Bible tells us where of the Holy Ghost also is a witness to us. For after that he had said before, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days. Saith the Lord, I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds will I write them. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Now where remission of, of, of these is, uh, there is no more offering of sin. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way. Amen. There's no death in this way. There's a living. This is a new and it's a living way which he has consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from all evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Why? For he is faithful that has promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as you see that day approaching. Amen. For if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sin, but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation, which shall devour the adversary. Hallelujah. I, I, I understand. I understand. Sometimes we're going to mess up. I understand sometimes we're going we're gonna to falter, we're going to fail, but let me tell you something. As long as we hold on to the profession of faith, uh, amen, without wavering, he is faithful, God is faithful to keep you no matter where you find yourself, amen. But one thing you've got to understand, and that is uh, you need to enter repentance into your life on a regular basis. Hallelujah. That's why we find the Apostle Paul opening the book of Galatians. Uh, I say opening. He's into a second chapter. He meant, he said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. 
Amen. We can we can find ourselves, Amen, crucified with Christ, Amen, because we have done what Paul was telling them in Rome in Romans chapter six verses one through four. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? No, God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us that were as as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized in to his death. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Repentance, repentance, repentance must be what brings life into our lives. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. We can find later on in the scripture, in Acts chapter number 2, verses 37, in direct uh, response to the question, men and brethren, what shall we do about what we've just heard? Amen. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said to Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? And then Peter said unto them, repent, repent. The first thing out of his mouth in response was, you need to repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So tonight I submit to you that if I'm going to live with Christ, if I'm going to live like God wants me to live, first I've got to die. First, I've got to lay myself on an altar. First, I've got to allow myself to die out to my flesh. Amen. And when I do these things, I realize that I am gaining in my life. Philippians 1 and 21 tells me, for, to, for me, Paul said, to live is Christ and to die is gain. What's he saying? He's just simply saying, hey, if I'm going to be alive, if I'm going to be effective in this world, They've got to see Jesus in me. If I'm going to be alive, I can't be who I've always been. But if I'm going to die, I've got to die to myself. Now, I've heard this passage preached in a few different, a couple of different ways. Amen. So I, primarily, I've heard them say, hey, when I die, I'm gaining. Because I've gone to heaven. As long as I've lived for Christ, I'm going to heaven. But I, I got to looking at this, and I said, you know I also like the other way of looking at this. I may be dying to my will and to my desires. And dying to those things is gain in my life. Hallelujah. Praise God. Before we finish this up tonight, I, I want to issue a challenge to every Christian. Amen. That's under the sound of my voice tonight. And that is this. Uh, amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 34. The Bible says this. Awake to righteousness and sin not. For some have not the knowledge of God. He said, I speak this to your shame. Amen. I want, I want to challenge us this tonight. Awake to righteousness. 
and sin not. Second Peter chapter 1, verses 4 through 10. Peter, Peter says it this way. Whereby are given unto us exceeding and great precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust. And beside this, giving all diligence, Add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you, and they abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind. And cannot see afar off, and has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. And when he forgets that, he goes back and he ends up living in those old sins. Amen. And this last verse, number 10 Wherefore, the rather brethren, giving diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, what things? Add to your faith. Virtue and virtue knowledge and to knowledge temperance and to temperance patience, patience godliness and godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness charity. When you do these things, when you do these things, you shall never fail. The Bible is clear. What is the challenge? Number one, you need to awake to righteousness and you need to quit sinning. Number two, you need to apply these things to your life. Add to your faith. That's where you began your relationship with God was at your faith. Add to your faith, knowledge. And to knowledge, temperance. And to temperance, patience. And to patience, godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, charity. You need to add these things. If you're a Christian, you should be striving to add these things to your life. In fact, if you want to know how healthy you are as a Christ child, amen. If, if you want to know how, one, how healthy and how far along you are in your relationship with God, you need to go and you need to use this as a mirror in your own life. And you need to say, hey, do I still have faith? All right. At least I have a relationship. Do I still have knowledge? Am I growing in knowledge? Am I growing in temperance? Am I growing in kindness and patience and all these wonderful things? And if we see these things, we know we're well on our way to see the kingdom of God. Amen. And the last thing that I want to pull out to our attention is this, that it is high time. The Bible tells us that it is high time that we awake out of sleep. And we apprehend our salvation. Romans chapter 13 verses 11 through 14. The apostle Paul said. And that knowing. And that knowing the time. That now it is high time. To awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer. Than when we believed. The night is far spent. Uh, the night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore. Cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying, but 
Put you on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. But put you on the Lord Jesus Christ. Awake out of sleep because it is high time. Because now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. And last scripture that I want to bring to your attention today. Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 23. The Bible says this. Buy the truth and sell it not. Also, wisdom and instruction and understanding. Buy the truth and sell it not. It is high time that we as the people of God awake out of sleep. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, it is high time that you find this light that we're talking about. But put ye on, the Bible says, the Lord Jesus Christ, and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. I want to apprehend salvation. That entails that I am pursuing after salvation every day. I'm looking for something that I've got to get my hands on. I need it today. I can't afford to go one more day without it. Lord, let me have salvation. Lord, help me to attain unto salvation. God, give me the strength to apprehend salvation today. Hallelujah. The, the word apprehended, amen, the, in the Bible comes from the, in the original, from the, so, some words that could simply mean this in the English, to grasp, to lay a hold of, to make whole in our life. Amen. I've got to apprehend salvation one day. Lord, when I see your face, I want to apprehend that salvation. I've got to make it to heaven. I've got to make it. I've been fighting for so long. God, I want to see your face. I want to spend eternity, amen, in heaven with you. Can we stand tonight? Can we lift our hands to heaven? Can we magnify the Lord here tonight?